This podcast is sponsored by Explore Worldwide. Explore offers guided travel holidays from city breaks to honeymoons. Explore's local tour guides and their small group adventures give travellers the opportunity to experience a country and not merely observe it. Whether it's a food and drink tour in the hilltop towns of Tuscany or a walking tour in the rice fields of Vietnam, Explore puts their trust in the quality of their local tour leaders so you get a better insight into your holiday destination head to exploreworldwide.com hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This podcast is sponsored by Explore Worldwide. Explore offers guided travel holidays from city breaks to honeymoons. Explore's local tour guides and their small group adventures give travellers the opportunity to experience a country and not merely observe it. Whether it's a food and drink tour in the hilltop towns of Tuscany or a walking tour in the rice fields of Vietnam, Explore puts their trust in the quality of their local tour leaders leaders so you get a better insight into your holiday destination. Head to exploreworldwide.com. Hello and welcome to today's independent travel podcast. It's Friday the 1st of March and a guest today who has the most unenviable job I imagine. He is Martin Gilbert. He is the managing director of First Group's open access operations and that means he's responsible for lumo which runs trains between london king's cross and edinburgh and also hull trains guess where that goes from london king's cross um, martin it's a huge pleasure to talk to you but uh, having to run these operations at a time when the railway is under tremendous stress from all sorts of points of view must be really tough uh, look, we, we, it, I, I thoroughly enjoy it, uh, I think is the first thing to say, and actually uh, so, so, so do our team. We're very proud and passionate about what we do, uh, both at Lumo and Hold Trains. Uh, and yes, there are challenges out there, but actually uh, we believe that, that both of our open access rail operations uh, are bucking the trend uh, and are delivering, um, and, and there's actually some really exciting times for us uh, ahead too. Well, yes, let's just uh, remind people what open access operation means. Um, the whole idea of privatisation going back three decades. Um, yes, uh, you and I were both extremely young at the time. <laughs> um, the whole idea was that uh, you would get franchises coming in and running uh, particular parts of the rail network, but you would also get open access operators. And that effectively means the government at the moment owns the infrastructure. The government in many cases stipulates who runs trains when, where, and that's certainly happening on the East Coast mainline where your um, area of operations is. And of course, the incumbent is state-owned LNER. But it has long been the view that if you get open access operations coming in, running trains to 
places which weren't previously served, like um, Hull to London that had a very poor service, or indeed putting in competition, not just with LNER, but also with the airlines between Edinburgh and London, that was going to do some good. Well, and tell me how it's going. Absolutely, yes. So uh, we are, as you say, an open access rail operator. That means we had to find our gaps in the timetable around uh, other services. Uh, we then have to apply for access rights to the, to the industry regulator, the Office of Rail and Road, and they put us through something that's called a not primarily obstructive test, which means that we have to demonstrate that our business case um, is going to generate uh, modal shift to rail or grow uh, you know, new journeys um, and isn't uh, about just taking uh, people that were off of one uh, set of trains and onto another. Uh, and I think you know, it's fair to say that the facts speak for themselves. The whole East Coast mainline route, which encompasses both our whole trains and Lumo routes, um, has not only fully recovered uh, to pre-pandemic, pre-lockdown uh, numbers, so we're back to 2019 numbers, but actually has grown significantly as well. Of course, Lumo has only come on the tracks uh, since then, uh, and so that's two million additional journeys in addition to underlying growth that, that operators, including LNER, um, have seen as well. So whole trains now, 23rd year of operation, it's taken the city of Hull and the surrounding area from having one train a day uh, and now eight direct trains a day from the city to London. That's been hugely beneficial um, in terms of also you know, the sort of wider economic and social piece in those communities. Um, the university, for example, has seen a 45% increase in applications for international students, only possible because people can connect through London. Uh, they're indeed, they're even opening a London campus now. Uh, and things like being European City of Culture in 2017 again just wouldn't have been possible at that level without a direct train service to London so the whole trains model and that's very similar to the other open access operator that's out there called Grand Central not part of uh, our company but 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 a very similar type of service that's done the same in other places such as Sunderland and Bradford and then Lumo is a bit different because as you say Simon its business model is actually around modal shift so it's about getting people um, away from domestic aviation and also switching uh, from from more carbon intensive um, road travel um, onto our trains and, 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 and we do that with, a, with an efficient and low cost model. We're offering cheap affairs to, 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 to customers. Um, there's also some great stories out there about that just enabling people to make the journeys in the first place. Um, you know, people who want to go and see a show or their favourite football club or whatever and perhaps have found it price prohibitive under the old model and Lumo offering cheap affairs has enabled that to do it. So yeah, we're, we're sitting here with, with, with some good facts and figures around not only the growth of services uh, but the growth in journeys and something that's benefited the whole of the railway on the routes that we serve. One more reason why I really don't envy you your job Martin is that of course I'm um, having as you quite rightly portray there done remarkable things in expanding the market not primarily abstracted what a great railway term that is um, <laughs> getting people off the roads and so on that's great except that if I'm um, first group, I'm going to say, well, go on then, Martin, how are you going to grow the business? Well, um, we have been able to deliver that. Uh, Whole Trains is a very good example of that. So that started with uh, just two additional services a day. Uh, it's now up to the seven of ours and the, and the one from LNER that, that deliver the eight to and from the city. Uh, but also those trains have got longer in length. Um, so we, we, we now uh, have uh, a fleet of, 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 well, they were new in 2019, they touch you by mode trains that they're, they're five carriage trains but the carriage lengths are longer so they've got more seats in them um, and more recently we've been doing some some double
doubling up on some journeys that have actually had 10 carriage trains. So there's a bit of options to add capacity within the existing services, uh, but also there has been growth in the number of services. Uh, and so for Lumo, for example, uh, we think that, that in the next big timetable change on the East Coast Main Line, which, which may even be coming in from December this year, um, that there's a potential opportunity to have a SIP journey on Lumo from Newcastle to London and back again. So again, that will be exciting growth for us. And this week we've announced plans to uh, look to extend some of our journeys from Edinburgh across to Glasgow. Uh, and then this all follows hot on the hills uh, that just last month we announced plans to start a, a new operation uh, aligned to hold trains, but effectively a brand new route uh, from Sheffield to London, uh, but down the East Coast Main Line connecting in at Retford. And that, that's where we have managed to find some more gaps in the timetable. So they're incremental elements of growth, uh, but there's definitely opportunities out there uh, and we're very focused on, on finding them and, and, and maximising the potential of them. So Lumo is the first time we've seen an open access operator that has predominantly focused on destinations that are already served by rail um, and and it's done we believe very well in terms of making the case to say actually with with our model and our model of operation is very different to a traditional rail operator you know i openly say to people if you want a first class offer uh, you know the other operator on the route does that really well if you want uh, a sort of turn up and go train every hour train every half an hour again that is already well provided what we focus on is 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 giving our customers uh, the best possible value fares that we can by being very efficient in our model um, and so uh, obviously, as an open access operator, we've not got the frequency of timetables, so people are booking to a specific train. We have five a day in each direction at the moment, uh, and we maximise the capacity on the train for seats. We don't crown them in, it's actually got very good legroom, a uh, huge great big fold-down table with what USB charging points, lights and even nice headrests that you can go to sleep on without falling into the lap of the customer next to you. So it's it's a good quality product, but it's a, it's at a good price. And for me, that's almost a, a new tier in the market, that, that sort of value-based proposition um so i don't i don't see us as, as competing against uh, certainly other, other rail routes it is about getting that pricing point to a level that it's it's attractive to switch from from air or road or indeed just to generate new trips and and, and so we've seen that from from edinburgh and newcastle on lumo we believe that a very similar style of market exists in glasgow there are air routes there. There's also uh, lots of road travel as well. People do drive there. there, there, there there's uh, you know even long distance coaches um, as well. So so we think that there is enough of a market there um, to to generate new traffic and to shift other modes. And then Sheffield is 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 a you know part of a big city region. There's universities there. Again, there's a price sensitive market um, and a lot more car journeys actually Sheffield to London than than people would believe um, from some of the research that we've looked at uh, and of course um, long distance coach travel but also uh, an element of what is the, the, the more traditional open access model of opening up underserved uh, areas that train will also stop at Woodhouse uh, and at Worksop and at Retford and, and if we take Worksop as a really good example um, at the moment it takes around three hours to get to Worksop you have to change trains our proposed service, which would be a direct train, will half that journey time to an hour and a half. Uh, and that will be completely transformational. So it is things like that that we think will grow the market. So this, this really isn't about tempting customers away uh, from other rail operators. This is about growing the rail market.
Final question. I don't know if you'd agree with this, Martin, but it looks to me that Spain is absolutely the best possible example of how you can do with rail what aviation does so well, which is have ferocious competition, which keeps prices down, keeps quality high and greatly expands the mobility of people. Do you think we'll ever get to anything like the um, uh, great, great uh, situation they have there where you have on Madrid to Barcelona four really good operators all chasing your cash? It's, it's a great role model example. I think I heard a statistic earlier in the week there's been a 60% increase in the number of train departures uh, on their long distance routes there as well. And that, that's the, you know, and, 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 and their track infrastructure provider has, has, has really you know, doubled down to look to how they can eke out every possible path to, to service that capacity. Um, we work very closely with Network Rail uh, and, and we hope that, 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 that there's some more capacity that can be released in the UK's rail network. We're certainly trying to achieve that sort of situation uh, here in the UK. Uh, you've used the competition word. Uh, you know, look, I, I, I I like to think of it as choice for customers, but 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 it is it is absolutely a fact that also where there is that choice for customers, uh, it keeps prices keen across all operators. Uh, and we just published some some research um, this week uh, produced by Arab Force that talks about not only the emissions benefits because Lumo is an all electric train service um, with uh, with a whole sort of sustainability agenda that sits behind it, uh, but but the economic benefits of our services. And, and we believe that in the last year alone, just on Lumo's route. We've saved rail customers £1.6 million uh, by keeping fares uh, keener. And, and yeah, there's definitely a halo effect of that in terms of what that does with, with the rest of the railway. Martin Gilbert, Managing Director of Lumo and Hull Trains, thank you very much indeed. Thank you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.